Well, hey, hey there, happy innovators. How y'all doing today, huh? How's it going for you out there in the world? You know, here in America, we're getting ready for our presidential elections and, you know, we're kind of anticipating things to get a little crazy around here over the next month or so. So I figured it was probably a good time to do a Singularity podcast today. Um, you know, pick a topic that's maybe, what, a little bit uplifting, something a little bit more on the positive end of things, uh, you know, to kind of serve all of the happy innovators, whether they're blue or red or whatever. Um, so here I am, you know, I just got done doing some guitar tracks today, spent the, pretty much the whole day uh, recording my guitar playing for a couple of new songs that I've been working on simultaneously. Um, they will be the two songs that will kick off the second album, the second collection of songs for this, you know, large body of work that I'm going to be doing that will be a total of three compact discs or, you know, three albums or uh, three uh, smaller bodies of work that will make up one large body of work. And the idea is that, you know, by the time it's all said and done, I will have, you know, maybe a total of what, uh, you know, 33 new songs out there in the ether. So we got the first 11 done and they're done and they're released. They're out there. You can listen to them if you want. And like I said, I'm working on the opening track for the next album and I'm working on another track that will follow that up and uh, got the guitars done and I thought you know I'm gonna do some talking today and so here I am and uh, you know sorry that I'm not as consistent as uh, all the other podcasters in the world but you know I do try to get up to this microphone as often as I can and, you know, it's not so difficult to do some talking, and I feel like flapping my gums today. So, you know, I'll share a couple of random thoughts with you. This probably won't be a very long podcast, I don't think. But you never know. When I get to talking, you just never know. But, uh, you know, it's Friday right now. Friday, uh, October 30th, I think the date is. <laughs> and... Uh, you may or may not know this, but on Fridays, you know, I refrain from eating meat. Not just on some Fridays, but every single Friday, uh, I do not eat meat. I either eat fish, but you know, vegetables or something, but I will not eat any meat on Fridays. And, um, you know, <laughs> this may sound strange, but a lot of the times on Fridays, I find myself eating peanut butter, okay? And, you know, you may or may not agree with me on this one, okay? But peanut butter is like one of the greatest tasting things, in my opinion. Like, it's so good. I'm so glad that somebody invented peanut butter, you know? And uh, it's a strange thing because there are some people who have a peanut allergy. They're allergic to peanuts and peanut butter. I mean, they get really sick if they even get like a whiff of that stuff, you know? And I just wanted to take a moment today, you know, having had a nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a hot cup of coffee for lunch, um, 
you know, I got to thinking about those people that are not able to enjoy peanut butter. And it may sound strange, it may sound silly and arbitrary, but really, let's take a moment to kind of recognize the plight of those people that cannot eat peanuts or peanut butter because, you know, that really sucks. They really don't know what they're missing, you know. So if you're one of those people that can't eat peanut butter, like you have a peanut butter allergy, uh, my heart goes out to you because damn, it is one of the best tasting and smelling, like the smell of peanut butter is so good. It's so pleasant. Uh, I feel sorry for you if you are not able to enjoy it. So there you go. Another interesting uh, point of view from from me, you know, on this podcast. Um, I'm sure that you're laughing along with me and you, you understand that I'm having some fun because you know what? We've got to have some fun and especially now and especially in the United States. I mean, I know this COVID thing has gone crazy all over the world and everybody has got an opinion about it. And whatever and there's a lot of stress and worry and uh, especially here in the states right now I mean there are a lot of people that are really kind of biting their nails about this upcoming election and what the outcome will be and you know is it going to be a, a fight like long after election day is there going to be this long dragged out fight you know over who actually won and verifying votes and all that kind of stuff and it's like you know I don't know about you guys, but I'm really, truly, truly getting to the point where it's like, I don't care, you know, like, I don't care. I don't want to know what anybody said. I'm not following any of the news outlets. I, I try to avoid any and all you know, discussion or talk or uh, conjecture, you know, about the candidates and the politics and the, all that stuff. I just, I can't, I can't take it anymore. It's like, there's just this overload, a constant overload of information and, uh, rumors and gossip and, uh, you know, just really bad will and, backbiting and you know scandal and all this crap it's like you know my wife loves that stuff you know she loves to watch that stuff and maybe it's because she gets it like in smaller doses than I do but oh I have reached a point really where I am actually avoiding it I mean it's just too much I already have my opinions about things I don't need to know any more about what's going on or anything. I just, you know what, I'm going to keep my head down, tune out, batten the hatches and just watch and see what happens. But, um, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of things that uh, are seeming to be going wrong right now in the United States. And you know what, maybe sometimes a lot of that stuff is just hype. You know, maybe it's just, you know, the spirit of the times, you know, I mean, I'm convinced that there is some kind of dark cloud over the world right now. You know, it's like, 
I don't know, maybe it's something like this. Like there's this faction of people on the planet that just are not happy when other people are happy and prosperous and, you know, or something. And they just want to take it all away from those people. And it's just like, ugh, it's just why, you know, it's such a waste of time and thought really at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I don't know, maybe we should be focusing a little bit more. Um, all of us should be focusing a little bit more on the more positive things. And I suppose that's really kind of the sentiment of this podcast today. Uh, I guess if there's a message I'm trying to convey at all, you know, to the listeners, to the happy innovators, you know, it's like, let's take a moment to really try to focus on the positive things because there's a lot of really positive things you know, going on right now. It's not all negative. It's not all, you know, dark and gloomy. You know, there's there's more going on that's positive. You know, there's a lot of things to kind of, I guess, like uh, when I really think about it, there's a lot of things about, let's say, like America, my country that I love. And there's a lot of things about this country that are really fantastic. And, you know, uh, like what, right? That's what you ask. Like, like what? Well, you know, let's, let's think about that idea, uh, of diversity, you know, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough. Okay. Throughout my life, I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot of the United States, like probably most of it. There's probably more I have seen than I haven't seen. And one thing that I can honestly say when I look back on all of it, all the places I went, all the cities I went to, all the food I ate and the people I met and all that, one thing I can honestly say is that America is an extremely diverse country. You know, regardless of, you know, whatever's going on in the news right now or has been going on in the news for the past six months, you know, there is a lot of diversity here. And one of the things that I love the most about America is that you can go to a city, uh, you know, you can pick a city in the United States and you can go there, especially like the major cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, Austin, Texas, uh, Miami, Florida, um, you know, New York City, obviously, um, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, wherever you go in the United States, wherever it is, um, you will come across different cultures. I mean, there are as many different cultures in America as there are cities and regions, you know. And uh, like you can go to New Orleans and the people have a different way of doing things. They do everything different there than we do up here in the north, you know. And I guess my point is, is that I, I don't want all of us to be the same. You know, I celebrate diversity. I, I want to go to, you know, New Orleans and get a beignet drink a coffee and uh, eat a po' boy, you know? Like, I, I want that experience. I want the New Orleans experience. I don't, I don't want everything to be the same everywhere. 
you know? Like when you go to New York City and it's just a different pace and a different kind of attitude and different food and different people. And, uh, you know, just there's, why would we ever want everything to be the same? You know, um, I know that there are a lot of people that think, you know, we should all be the same. And I disagree, of course, but, you know, it's like people over in Europe, for example, you know, with the European Union. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with all that, so I don't claim to be an expert. But from my limited understanding, okay, um, there's this notion of like trying to make everything equal, balanced and the same. You know, like, uh, you know, unisex jumpsuits for everybody, uh, you know, uh, the same food, you know, the same opportunities, the same economy, the same money, the same everything. It's like, you know, you may or may not be one of those people and that's fine. That's your prerogative. But for me, I mean, truthfully, if I go to like France, I want like the French experience. I don't want it to be like, you know. Massachusetts. I want it to be different. I want there to be diversity. That's the spice of life. It's like the fun of life. And it's interesting. I mean, if not anything else, isn't it? Isn't it fascinating when you go to a place, especially like here in America, let's say, because this country is so huge. I mean, the, the land mass alone is it's so big. You know, there are so many people here and they're all different. And they all have, you know, depending on, you know, where they are, their geographic location on the continental United States, uh, you know, it's like you get a it's like a grab bag. You get all different kinds of things, you know, and and uh, I don't want things to be the same everywhere. I like diversity. I celebrate diversity. And as far as I'm concerned, we all should. You know, don't you think? I mean, it's kind of a strange thing to think about, I guess. And but I don't know. I don't know. I got, I kind of get the impression a lot of the time from the stuff that I'm, you know, I am actually seeing on the news or whatever. I get this kind of impression that, you know, there are a lot of people that really just want this situation to level off and just everything to be the same. You know, and it's like, no, no, that's not the outcome that I desire. You know, I, I, I like that things are different. I like that I can go to New Mexico and, you know, meet like a whole different culture of people. And I'm not talking about culture according to race and skin color. I'm talking about culture like this is how they do it there in that city, regardless of what color your skin is, regardless of, you know, anything external uh this is how they do it here you know if we're gonna have a sandwich this is what we eat and if you're gonna have you know entertainment you know this is what we do here and if you want this kind you go over here i mean you could pick a city in the united states and every city has its own culture you know um so I won't talk too much more about that because it doesn't need to be talked about, but it's something that we should think about, you know? So I'm sitting here in my studio. I had just finished uh, recording some guitars for the day. And uh, 
you know, it's, it's snowing like crazy here right now. The first snow of the season, and it's a little early. It's October, you know. Uh, it's not November or December yet, technically, and uh, you know, we're getting buried in snow right now. I'm looking out my studio window, and I'm watching it, and, uh, you know, it just it gets me to thinking. I have a friend of mine who is going to the beach in uh, Brazil, you know, today. She lives in Brazil, and she's going to the beach with some friends of hers, and, uh, you know, she lives pretty far inland, you know. So uh, it's kind of a, a trip, you know, it's kind of a big deal for them to, to go that far, you know, to the coast and uh, they don't do it very often. So kind of like thinking about her today because I'm a little bit jealous, like I would love, trust me, like if I could right now, you know, be on like a nice, warm, soft beach with the waves crashing and you know, drinking a margarita with an umbrella sticking out the top, you know, as opposed to sitting in my studio, <laughs> watching the trees just get covered in this blanket of white, you know, which I don't mind, but the beach just sounds a lot more appealing to me. So my heart and my mind are with my friend who's, you know, as we speak, you know, probably getting a nice suntan. Uh, probably eating great food, you know, drinking drinks and just relaxing and chilling out. And uh, isn't that great? Isn't the beach just the best place to be? It just is. For me, if I were a millionaire, like when I win the lottery, I'm definitely buying an oceanfront property. And that's not just like a, a myth or, you know, me following a myth or something. It's like, no, that's what I want, you know. I don't know, maybe not necessarily the ocean. It could be the north coast of Lake Erie, which is very, very, very much like an ocean. So I don't know, maybe I'll make my way back home someday. I don't know, never say never, right? But uh, what a thought just to be on the, on the shore right now. Oh, you know, I'm sitting in my studio like, yeah, I guess I'm a little jealous. <laughs> oh. I don't want it to be winter yet. I'm not ready for snow yet, but you know. What choice do I have? Like with many of the things that are going on right now, you know, especially with like what COVID and all that stuff, like what choice do I really have? You know, uh, I won't talk about that today because I don't want to, you know, I really don't want to. You know, I had the idea the other day to ask you, my happy innovators, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, I want to ask your opinion about something, which is something I don't normally really do. So, you know, mark the date down. I'm actually going to ask you, um, you know, I've released 11 new songs, you know, for this album, this body of work that I'm creating. And I kind of wonder if you're willing to put it in the comments uh, for this podcast, um, tell me which tracks you like the most. Uh, you know, maybe what's your favorite song, you know, that I've released over what the past six months or so. Like, I think I started on Easter Sunday releasing new material. Um, you know, what are your favorite tracks? I'm curious. Um, and I don't know. Feel free to answer. Feel free to put it in the comments section. I, I would like to know. 
I know for sure there are a couple of my listeners, a couple of those happy innovators out there that will actually comment, you know? Comments are a strange thing, aren't they? You know, they're so, I don't know. (laughs) You know, depending on the person and their temperament or whatever, it's like sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not so great, you know? Uh, But I just chalk that up to the spirit of the times, you know? Uh, There's some good-willed people and there's some bad-willed people and positive ions, negative ions, you know? Uh, I guess we have to decide what we want to be in the world, right? Like the the world is what we make of it. And, uh, you know, what kind of person do you want to be? You know, what kind of world do you want to live in? Do you want to see? Are you jiving with this negativity all the time? Probably not. Probably not. Probably most people are not. Um, I mean, I can't read minds, but I mean, who wants to be miserable, right? I mean, who wants to be miserable? Life is too short to be miserable all the time. And I'm just, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure. I have faith in the notion that there are a lot more people that think like me And there are on the other side of the ideas, you know, because that's what this is all really about, right? It's about ideas. That's what this podcast is about. You know, it's about uh, what the music. That's what it's all about is just ideas, the flow of ideas. And, uh, you know, we can kind of like make decisions and will things into existence. You know, if you want the world to be a happy, positive place, you have to make it happen. You know, you have to start with you and your world, right? And uh, it's not so hard to do, you know? So, I guess some food for thought, right? Yeah. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Hang on one second. Got a nice hot cup of coffee here, as usual. I suggest if you have your cup in front of you, now's the time to take a sip, my happy innovators. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, maybe one more sip. As I watch the snow fly out the window, a world blanketed in snow and in white. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, drinking out of a paper cup today. Oh, because I got coffee to go. But you know what? I have an idea that I want to do today. I was going to give it a shot, you know, uh, especially, like I said, with this election coming up, you know, and a lot of people are worried and all that kind of stuff. I figured, you know, since I'm trying to focus more on the positive things uh, that are happening right now in the world and in America and all that, I had the idea of reading you some poetry from some of the greats, you know, uh, great poets. You know, nothing really long and, you know, time consuming, but I'm going to grab my book of poetry and uh, I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm back with my, well, one of my favorite books of poetry. It's actually a treasure, really a big, thick book. It's titled uh, Leaves of Grass. It's by the poet Walt Whitman, Um, one of the greatest poets of all time. 
um, a, an American a poet, a patriot, somebody who had a deep love for his country and for the arts and for freedom and liberty and all the things that we're supposed to be cherishing, right? And uh, there's this particular poem uh, that I like a lot out of all the poems in this book, although there are several um, that I could read. But I'm going to read a shorter one for you today. A poem by Walt Whitman, once again. Uh, It's called Laws for Creations. Um, Yeah, it goes something like this. Laws for Creations. For strong artists and leaders. For fresh broods of teachers and perfect literates for America. For noble savans and coming musicians. All must have reference to the ensemble of the world and the compact truth of the world. There shall be no subject too pronounced. All works shall illustrate the divine law of indirections. What do you suppose creation is? What do you suppose will satisfy the soul except to walk free and own no superior? What do you suppose I would imitate to you in a hundred ways, but that man or woman is as good as God? A little bit of inspiration for all you happy innovators out there, you know, who are maybe are creative and, uh, you know, musicians and artists. I think that was speaking to us. Um, let's see, I'll just flip through this book randomly. It's a very thick book. Let's see how many pages are in this book. Okay, yeah, there's about a thousand pages in this book. <laughs> That's a lot of poems, man. This guy was busy. He was prolific. Um, Here's an, okay, I just opened up to a random one, page 535, uh, a poem called An Evening Lull. After a week of physical anguish, unrest and pain, and feverish heat, toward the ending day, a calm and lull comes on. Three hours of peace and soothing rest of brain. Hmm. <laughs> I know I felt that way <laughs> sometimes, you know, this guy is just great. Good stuff. Uh, let's see, I'll pick a couple more. Um, okay, here's a very short one. It's called To the Soul, once again by Walt Whitman, one of the greatest American poets of all time, maybe considered the greatest American poet of all time. I'm not sure, although Robert Frost is pretty good. There's actually quite a few, but I think that Walt Whitman's at the top of the heap. Anyway, to the soul. All is for thee. Life and death are for thee. The body, too, is for thee. Let's see. Grab a couple more here. Quality time here with Uncle Walt. You know, if you're a true dead poet, you know, and you know what I mean. A follower of Keating. If you know what I'm talking about, you get it. Um, it's probably the most appropriate time, uh, maybe ever in American history, to be reading these poems um, to my fellow 
Americans, my fellow countrymen, and my happy innovators all over the world, too. You know? I mean, come on. We're all in this together. You know? I mean, I guess that's something that I think about from time to time. You know, whenever I see there's some kind of conflict in the world or anything, you know, anything, it's always like the people that are like us, you know, like the people that are not professional politicians, the people that are just trying to make it day to day. You know, we always get walloped, you know, but we have nothing to do with the problem. Like we didn't cause the problem. We're just trying to survive. I do truly believe that's how it is for everyone all over the world. You know, that most people, you know, most people are really just trying to get, you know, get by and trying to survive, keep the food in the fridge, you know, uh, keep the heat on, you know, just basic day-to-day things. They keep their head down, they work hard, and they, you know, they just want to survive. You know, they don't want any trouble for anybody. They don't want to cause any trouble. They just, you know, want to make sure that their families are taken care of and the people they care about. And everybody can just be safe and sound, you know? And then, of course, there's a much smaller part of the population, probably all over the world, that really just want nothing but turmoil you know and uh i guess there's an old saying that in times of peace the warlike man will fight with himself you know think about it okay here's another short little poem from uncle walt one more okay roaming in thought got that roaming in thought by walt whitman roaming in thought over the universe I saw the little that is, good steadily hastening towards immortality, and the vast all that is called evil I saw hastening to merge itself and become lost and dead. Mm. The power of words, right? The power of words. Okay, I'm going to do a couple more. Because I see some that I like. The titles, anyway. I haven't read them in a long time. Actually, I don't think I've ever read this entire book all the way through. Uh, I have a tendency to kind of skim and skip around. But I probably have read the whole book. (laughs) It just took me, you know, ten years of skimming. But, uh, okay. Here's another poem from Uncle Walt. For all my happy innovators out there that are still listening and actually care, you know, about good people poetry and good use of words and language Uh, okay a poem by Walt Whitman called A Child's Amaze Silent and amazed even when a little boy I remember I heard the preacher every Sunday put God in his statements as contending against some being or influence I'm going to read that one again Silent and amazed, even when a little boy. I remember I heard the preacher every Sunday put God in his statements as contending against some being or influence. Hmm. There's another one. Uncle Walt, the runner. On a flat road runs the well-trained runner. He is lean and sinewy with muscular legs. He is thinly clothed, 
He leans forward as he runs, with lightly closed fists and arms partially raised. Hmm. Interesting words. It's a very cool thing to think about having the mastery of language. You know, like these professional famous poets do, you know. Uh, Okay, here's one I like. This is the last one, I promise. This will be my last reading of a Walt Whitman poem for you today. It's called Beautiful Women. Hmm, I like it already. Women sit or move to and fro, some old, some young. The young are beautiful, but the old are more beautiful than the young. Actually gets me to thinking about how there is uh, that movie, or I think it's a TV show, I'm not sure. It's called um, Cuties. Yeah, that's it, Cuties. It was like on Netflix or something, and it's caused like this big ruckus because, you know, it's like the uh, sexualization of these really young girls. And, you know, it harkens back to my last podcast when I was talking about uh, Judy Garland, you know, in The Wizard of Oz and the character that she was playing and how it must have been based on somebody who was real at one time or another, probably a long, long time ago. Um, and wow, you know, just, just something to kind of think about, you know, like the direction that things are headed, you know, and, uh, I don't know. I guess we have to make decisions about what we want for the world and what we don't want. And apparently there are a lot of people who are, you know, boycotting Netflix now because of that stupid show that they were doing. And uh, I have to say that gives me some hope. And trust me, okay? That's not like virtue signaling or whatever that they call that, you know? When someone speaks out about something that they think is bad, you know, or they speak about something that they think is positive and it's what virtue signaling, you know, another way to kind of like shut them up. You know, the people who would actually speak truth and speak about good things and positive things. It's just another way to kind of tell them to shut up by just saying, oh, they're virtue signaling. No, they're speaking from the heart. And they're saying something that probably needs to be said by more people. That's my opinion. Whenever I hear that, oh, he's virtue signaling. She's virtue signaling with these statements. It's like, you know what? Shut up. Shut up. Someone says something positive or they speak out about something bad. It's not virtue signaling. Speaking the truth. That's my opinion. So... Hopefully, Uncle Walt would have agreed with me. You know, I thought about that idea for a long time, reading some poetry, and uh, I did it. So, I guess I'll find out later if anybody cares, if anybody likes it. And hey, you know what? I guess if there's any poets that you'd like me to read, if there's anything you would like me to read, feel free to shoot me a comment or an email, and I will definitely at least consider it, if not just, you know, do it. So, um, yeah, I guess that's my podcast for today. Like I told you, it wasn't going to be a very long one um, because I do have a lot of other stuff that I want to get done today. But there's just no way that I could let us head into this election cycle like we are. Uh, you know, It's going to be starting next week, I think. And 
um, I would have just felt really, I wouldn't have felt good about the idea of not releasing something, saying something to kind of, you know, do my part to ease us into this time, this crazy, crazy time that, uh, you know, uh, who knows? Have faith and try to remain positive. And you know what? Maybe try to tune out some of the negativity and the BS that you get from the nightly news, you know? I don't know. I get the feeling that there are probably a lot of people who are feeling the same way I do, or they're just fed up with it. They just can't take it anymore. It's just too much. It's too much. There's too much talk, you know? Actually, that's kind of a funny idea. It was uh, something that I had thought about, oh man, a while ago, maybe right in the middle of this COVID thing, you know, um, they're talking about the lockdown, you know, or we're going to have another lockdown. And I thought, you know, we shouldn't have a lockdown and we shouldn't have a shutdown. What America should do, and maybe everybody else should do, maybe. Okay, this is maybe a tongue-in-cheek statement. So, uh, you know, if you uh, need a safe space or something, go there now because I'm going to say something that might, you know, trigger you or something. Um, uh, America probably needs, okay, a great shut up. Like, everybody just needs to maybe, you know, shut up. Like, myself included. Like, what would that be like, you know? What if everybody right now, you know, in the news media and, you know, everybody, everybody. What if we all just took one week and we all just shut up? We stopped talking about stuff and stopped, you know, voicing our opinions and stop the conjecture and stop the spin and stop the BS and the, you know, <laughs> maybe, right? I'm sure you get what I'm talking about. It's not, you know, an insult or something or whatever. It's like, just think about that. The great American shut up, you know, or global shut up. Like everybody just shut up for like a day, you know, like just stop, stop with the talk and the negativity and all of it. The great American shut up, the global shut up. Um, you know, I mean that with, and I say that with, you know, the best intentions, you know, but like, think about it. It's actually pretty funny, isn't it? What if we all just shut up? Can we? Can we all shut up? Myself included, okay? So it's not like I'm saying, uh, you know, nobody talk except for me, right? I mean, I should probably shut up sometimes too, you know? Let's think about that. What would it be like? What would it be like if next week, let's like pick a day, uh, this coming Sunday, okay, imagine in your mind this coming Sunday that everybody just for one day stopped talking, like tweeting and, you know, social media, all that. They just stopped for one day. What would that be like? Would it be like the best day that we've had in a long time? I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I shut up, <laughs> it would be the best day in a long time. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I'll think about that, too. Anyway, so I got to get back to my studio work and all that stuff. But, um, you know, my heart is with you. 
people, you know, uh, in these times. I want you to know that uh, there's hope, you know, there is hope. There are a lot of people, uh, a lot of good people out there in the world and the goodies outweigh the baddies, okay? That's my opinion or my belief anyway. Um, it's just like the baddies just have bigger mouths, you know? And the goodies tend to kind of keep their mouths shut, keep their heads down, and just get on with life, you know? They don't have time to bitch and bellyache about anything. They just, they're busy, you know, taking care of their families, taking care of their household, and, you know, the people they care about. So, with that, my happy innovators know this, that regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, red or blue or green or indifferent, uh, I consider you, I consider you, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, in this great experiment we call America, in this great experiment we call humankind, you know, uh, so there you go. And, uh, with that, my happy innovators, remember that if you want to keep what you've got, you got to give it away. And keep a positive attitude, y'all. Love you, baby. Have a good weekend. And, uh, you know, you'll probably be hearing from me sooner rather than later. I might try to drop in another podcast uh, before the elections. So, peace out, everybody. Okay, Happies, I got some music for you again. I've got a song I want to share with you this week. It's called Children of the Sun. I'm going to share with you the acoustic version, the PC-1 version of the song. Um, I released three versions of it, as you may or may not know. With the Escon's project, I had a a PC-3 version, which was long and instrumental. And uh, No, I don't think it was instrumental, actually. I think I did some singing on that, but... I did a rock and roll version of it, which is kind of like, uh, you know, alternative rock or whatever. But then I also did this other version, which is like an unplugged acoustic guitar version. And that's the one that I'm going to share with you today uh, as a sign off. But uh, I hope that you enjoy it and, uh, you know, have a safe and happy weekend. Enjoy the music and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. So here we go. Uh, the PC-1 version of Children of the Sun, uh, released in 2017. Peace out, everybody.
Children of the sun. 